Mission is all. It is news to grow on Rakomashi Podcast. On the news. President Tinubu welcomes German Chancellor Chose to presidential villa. Oino E of Ibira Land, Dr. Ado Ibrahim passes away at 95. Gunmen kidnap Catholic priest in Taraba State. NLC threatens to boycott meeting with federal government if Labour Minister attends. Futmina biochemistry lecturer found brutally slain in her home. Tragedy strikes as over 80 passengers perish in Taraba State boat capsizing. Iran warns Israel, says actions may force everyone to act. Alan's Derby double pass Man City to victory over Man United. Tune in to our Queenshay podcast on Spotify, Audio Mac, and Amazon Music to listen to the news in full. Welcome back to the news on our Akronshe podcast. Kindly follow our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audio Mac at Arakonshe Podcast. And also follow us on all social media accounts Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thank you. President Bola Ahmed Tinubu had the honor of receiving German Chancellor Olaf Scholz at the presidential villa in Abuja on Sunday. Chancellor Scholz is currently on a two-day visit to Nigeria and his dedication includes prominent German business figures including chief executive officers, CEOs from some of the country's most highly valued companies along with the cultural delegation. During his visit, Chancellor Scholz expressed their commitment to strengthening democracy in the region and addressing the growing threat from terrorist groups in the Sahel. He highlighted the German support for the efforts of the Nigerian police and military to stabilize the area. Furthermore, the two leaders discussed their shared initiatives concerning hydrogen, emphasizing its significance as the energy source of the future. They aim to collaborate on advancing hydrogen production and utilization, recognizing its importance for the economy and the energy transition. This visit marks Chancellor Scholz's third major trip to Africa and his first visit to Nigeria since the inauguration of President Tinubu's administration on May 29, 2023. It signifies the continuation of diplomatic effort and cooperation between Nigeria and Germany. In a somber development, the Oinoe of Ibira land, Dr. Ado Ibrahim, has passed away at the age of 95. The revered leader of Ibira land reportedly breathed his last in the early hours of Sunday while receiving treatment for age-related ailments at an Abuja hospital. His final rites will be in accordance with Islamic traditions. Dr. Ibrahim ascended to the throne as the Oinoe of Ibira land in 1997, a coronation carried out by the late Prince Abubakar Haudu, who was then the governor of Kogi state. He succeeded his predecessor, Sonny Omolorim, who had reigned from 1957 to 1997. The late Dr. Ado Ibrahim's life journey began on February 7, 1929. 
received his early education in both Western Nursery and Quranic schools and completed his primary education in 1940 at the Native Authority NA Primary School in Okene, Northern Region, now Kogi State. He pursued his secondary education at Ondo Boys High School and later graduated from Odudura College in 1949. Dr. Ado Ibrahim furthered his education by earning a bachelor's degree in economics from the London School of Economics in 1954. Subsequently, he achieved a master's degree from Harvard Business School in 1959. The passing of this eminent figure marks the end of an era for Iberia land and it leaves behind a significant legacy. In a distressing turn of events, armed individuals believed to be kidnappers have kidnapped Reverend Father Thaddeus Tehinde of Ukari Catholic Diocese in Taraba State. The incident unfolded during the early hours of Sunday. A press statement from the communication officer, Reverend Father John Jerome of the Catholic Diocese of Ukari, has officially confirmed the abduction. The statement revealed that Father Thaddeus Tehinde was taken from his parish at St. Anne's Parish, Sakin Kudu, located in the Ibi local government area of Taraba State. The statement calls upon the public to pray for the safe return of the kidnapped priest. A police public relations officer in Taraba State, Abdullah Usman, has confirmed the incident. In a dramatic turn of events, the Nigeria Labour Congress NLC has issued a stern ultimatum threatening to boycott the scheduled meeting with the federal government on Monday, October 30, 2023. The crux of the matter lies in the potential attendance of the Minister of Labour, Simon Lalong. NLC President Comrade Joe Ajero unveiled these threats during a press briefing in Abuja on Sunday, where he discussed the struggles faced by workers in Imo State. Ajayiro strongly criticized Minister Lalong, citing his failure to establish a harmonious relationship with organized labor as the root cause of the impending showdown. Ajayiro elucidated, Hopefully, we may meet tomorrow Monday with the federal government to see whether the agreement with organized labor on a few subsidy removal palliatives was met or not. However, he made it explicitly clear that if Minister Simon Lalong were to participate, the NLC would have no part in such a meeting with the federal government. This showdown between labor unions and the government centers around their ongoing negotiations concerning the removal of few subsidies. The issue has es escalated to the point where the NLC is now, is now considering mobilizing its members to Imo State on Wednesday, November 1st. The NLC president accused Imo State Governor Opuzodima of neglecting the welfare of the state workers, asserting that many have suffered and some even lost their lives due to the alleged non-payment of salaries. Ajira highlighted several grievances against the state government, including the failure to implement previous agreements, extending outstanding salary arrears, incorrect categorization of pensioners, of pensioners and workers as ghost individuals and unresolved gratuity arrears. Ajiro claimed that approximately 10,000 pensioners have been wrongly labelled as ghost pensioners, leading to over 22 months of unpaid pensions. Furthermore, the NLC president decried the state government's non-compliance with national minimum wage, asserting that Governor Uzodima has resisted engaging in social dialogue and collective bargaining to address these critical issues. The labour situation in Imo state has reached a point has reached a breaking point and the NLC's threat to boycott the meeting with the federal government 
underscores the gravity of the situation. In a shocking and heartbreaking incident, Dr. Mrs. Adifola Lufumilola Sherifat, a lecturer in the Department of Biochemistry at the Federal University of Technology, Futmina, Ninja State, has been discovered murdered with a true slash in her residence within the Baiko area of the town. The chairperson of the Academic Staff Union of University, ASU, at Futmina, Professor Bola Onbolari, has confirmed this disturbing news. Professor Bolan revealed that the tragic discovery was made on a Sunday morning when concerned church members, alarmed by absence from the service, decided to check her home. Disturbingly, upon forcing open the door to her residence, they found Dr. Adifola Lufumilola Sherifat in a pool of her own blood with knives lying beside her. The local police authorities have since moved her lifeless body to the mortuary and the investigation is ongoing. Wasiu Abiodun. The spokesperson for the Niger State Police Command assured the public that more information regarding this horrifying incident will be released in due time. Tragically, the late university's lecturer's husband, who was also a professor at the same institution, had already passed away. Before her untimely death, Dr. Adifola Lufumilola Sherifat had been residing with a female house heir, who she had laid off just the day before this horrific incident took place. In a devastating incident, a boat carrying more than 80 passengers capsized in the Karim Lamiduk local government area of Taraba State. The tragic event unfolded in the Binary community of Karim Lamido on the Benue River during a Saturday evening voyage. According to reports, shortly after the accident, local fishermen managed to recover three lifeless bodies from the river, followed by the recovery of 12 more victims. It was revealed that the inflated boat was returning from a fish market in the Mayo Reneo community of the Ado Kola local government area when the tragedy occurred just 15 minutes, just 15 minutes after departure. Sadly, none of the passengers were equipped with life jackets. While the police spokesperson of the state, Abdullahi Usman, confirmed the incident, the exact number of casualties is still pending, is still pending confirmation from the regional police officer in the area. Both accidents have become an all-too-common occurrence in Nigeria, often resulting from factors such as overloading, speeding, inadequate maintenance, and non-compliance with navigation rules. This heartbreaking incident follows a recent string of similar tragedies, including a boat capsizing that claimed more than 40 lives during a journey from Niger to Kebi State. Just last month, 26 individuals lost their lives in a boat mishap in Niger State while another 15 tragically perished in a similar accident in Adamawa State. Welcome to Global News. Iran warns Israel, says actions may force everyone to act. In a stern message, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi has expressed concern over Israel's ongoing bombardment of Gaza, stating that these actions may force everyone to take action. This warning comes amidst the ongoing Israel Hamas conflict. Israel has been conducting airstrikes in the Gaza Strip since October 7, when Hamas militants breached the border. 
Israeli officials claim that more than 1,400 people, the majority of them civilians, have lost their lives in the conflict. In contrast, the health ministry in Gaza, which is under Hamas rule, reports that over 8,000 individuals have been killed, with half of them being children. The Gaza Strip is a densely populated area, home to 2.4 million people. Rice's statement made on a social media platform criticized the crimes of the Zionist regime and implied that such actions could lead to a broader international response. He also commented on U.S. involvement in the, in the situation, claiming that despite Washington's pleas for restraint, the U.S. continues to provide extensive support to Israel. Rice further alluded to interactions with the Aziz, to the Aziz of resistance, a term used by Iranian officials to refer to Iran and its allies including Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Houthi rebels in Yemen and other Shiite, Shiite forces in Iraq and Syria. Although the precise context of rising remarks remains unclear, there has been a surge of attacks on US forces in Iraq and Syria along with escalating hostilities between Hezbollah and Israeli forces along the Lebanon border since the Gaza conflict began. Iran, a significant financial and military supporter of Hamas, praised the October 7 attacks, labeling them as sources. Nevertheless, Iranian officials have denied direct involvement in the, violent, in the violence, including the hostage taking of 230 individuals, as reported by Israeli authorities. During an interview with Al Jazeera, Rice emphasized Iran's duty to support resistance groups, but he also highlighted the autonomy of these groups in their decision making and actions. He asserted that the United States is aware of Iran's capabilities and recognizes their formidability. Former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence withdraws from 2024 presidential race. In a surprising turn of events, former United States Vice President Mike Pence has officially withdrawn from the 2024 presidential race, citing, this is not my time. The announcement was made at the Republican Jewish Coalition gathering in Las Vegas this past Saturday. Pence, a prominent figure in Republican politics, revealed, we always knew this would be an uphill battle, but I have no regrets, in a written statement. Notably, Penn's decision marks him as the first major Republican candidate to suspend his campaign in a feud dominated by former President Donald Trump. The former Vice President had been struggling in recent polls and was facing difficulties in garnering support from Republican voters. Additionally, his campaign has incurred significant debt which with Pence ending September owing $621,000 while holding only $1.2 million in his campaign fund, a considerable gap compared to his, to his Republican rivals. In a outfit message to his supporters, Pence declared, I'm leaving this campaign but I will never leave the fight for conservative values. The departure from the race was partly attributed to his public divergence with Mr. Trump following the event of the January 6th Capitol riot in 2021 and his role in presiding over the certification of Joe Biden's 2020 election results in Congress. Despite this, Pence did not endorse any other Republican candidate in his resignation. He instead urged Americans to select a leader who will appeal to the better angels of our nature and not only lead us to victory but also lead our nation with civility and back to those time-honored principles that have always made America strong, prosperous, and free. Pence's decision to withdraw from the Republican presidential campaign came just ahead of the third presidential debate scheduled for November 8th. This unexpected move has further reshaped the landscape of the 2024 presidential race, 
leaving many to speculate on the potential applications for the Republican Party. Welcome to Sport Update. Ellen Allen's brilliant performance led Manchester City to a dominant 3-0 victory against Manchester United at Old Trafford, bringing City within two points of Premier League leaders Tottenham. Allen scored twice, including a penalty and assisted Phil Foden for City's third goal. The win propelled City to third place, while United's feet defeat in 10 league games leaves them in eighth place, 11 points at rate of the top spot. Alan's remarkable form continued with 11 goals in 10 Premier League games this season, highlighting his impact in the Manchester Derby. Liverpool secured a comfortable 3-0 victory over Nottingham Forest with goals from Diogo Jota, Darwin Nunes and Mohamed Salah. Aston Villa, on the other hand, won their 12th consecutive Premier League home game by defeating Luton 3-1, moving into the top four. John McNeil, Moussa Diaby and an own goal contributed to Villa's success. Everton also earned a 1-0 victory against West Ham, giving them breathing space above the relegation zone. Dominic calvert lewin scored a decisive goal for Everton. Brighton was held to a 1-1 draw by Fulham, losing ground after a strong start to the season. Thank you for listening to our news on our Konshay podcast. Don't forget to share with your family and friends and also follow us on all our social media platforms with the name Arakonshay Podcast and follow us on Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify and Audio Mac. Thank you for listening.